when you put do cats into Google, the uh, top uh, five predictions are do cats fart? <laughs> yes. Well, if they've got an arsehole, yes. Yeah. Do cats sweat? Oh. Do cats have periods? Oh. Do cats dream? Ooh. And do cats get hay fever? And when you put do cats have, it's do cats have periods? Do cats have nine lives? Do cats have baby teeth? <laughs> do cats have feelings? Oh. And do cats do cats have lips? Fuck! <laughs> 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 like that. Well, someone who really wants to kiss a cat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three hyperactive and hydraulic hypochondriacs review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oof, oh, sorry, I think I've got a pain somewhere that I need to get checked out. But until then, my name is Phil D and I'm your host and your guide through this wonderful journey through a rather painful and ill journey through nostalgia. I'm joined by two other hypochondriacs who are probably just as sick and injured as myself. First of all, it's Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Those are my hydraulics, although oh, I, I, I don't think they're quite right. There's, 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 there's something up with them. Something oh. up with them. But aside from that and my many other uh, maladies, um, I'm, I'm fine, uh, Phil. Uh, this episode, though, this episode was a haunting and gritty portrayal of addiction. It was, and it wasn't even Halloween, but it no. was very scary and quite dark. It is the darkest episode so far. Yes. Even though it applied a dark concept to something absurd, like pancakes, <laughs> it was still very dark. And uh, before we jump into the episode, we're going to meet another uh, hyperactive and hydraulic hypochondriac by the name of Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hi, Phil. How's everyone doing? I'm really great. Thank you very much for asking. It's been a great week. I don't know where I am. What am I doing here? Oh, my God. Why are we talking about pancakes? Can we talk about pancakes? I really want some pancakes right now. Are you all right, mate? Well, we didn't say hyperactive. Yes. We weren't really keeping up that end of we the We weren't, were we? No, no. He was a hypochondriac. You had the hydraulics. <laughs> I was hyperactive. There we go. Fucking nailed it. Trifecta, people. I can't be- complain about that. Between us, we were a very sick drill, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Between the three of us. As Neil Kinnock once said, we're all right. We're all right. Sabrina isn't okay, all right no. in this episode, and neither are the friends and family around her, because, boys, this is episode five of season three, entitled Pancake Madness. All I'm going to say, mate, is there was so, so much going on in that episode that was all... So relevant. It was to relevant. this day and age. Oh, yeah, it was. It could have. Oh my! You know, we, we there's a bit of in the early in this episode where we talk about um, how films, uh, mortal films, yeah. are sort of conceived like years before they actually happen in mm-hmm. the other realm. They're looking into the future across the border here. You know, this this could easily be about. Could be a, a parable for the for the opioid crisis. It could be. Could be for the uh, you know the. Uh, Immigration situation in America right now. It's yeah, it's a very prescient episode. This one. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's unbelievably political, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it, it revolves around sort of a lot of political things about immigration and pancakes. But obviously, pancakes doesn't really mean pancakes, does no, it? In the wider no, it picture, boys. No. Uh, no, in this episode, Sabrina becomes addicted to pancakes. So addicted that she well, she becomes like a. 
a fiend, a, junk, uh, yeah, a junkie, a, 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 a ravenous, uh, ravenous beast on the hunt. Yes, for, always on the prowl for pancakes. For pancakes. Yeah, and uh, but of course you take the subject of pancakes away, and it can mean so much more. And yeah, through the course of it, we laughed, we we enjoyed it, but yeah, it, it was very dark on a very daft subject. Yeah, it was it was an intense episode. Yes, intense. Was, I'd probably say it's a, the right it word. Fra- it had a frantic pace. Mm. And it had it was very funny, and it really uh, required Melissa Joan Hart in particular to step outside of her comfort zone mm-hmm. and portray a completely different character, basically somebody transformed into the most sort of desperate, frantic version of herself by uh, a dependency on uh, on syrupy goodness. Yeah, and uh, I can relate. Whenever I go to uh, the good old US estate side. Yes. One of the best things about America is pancake breakfasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can have them here, but they're not sort they're of... They're not the same. I mean, not... Even if you go to an American diner, they're not the same. No, they're they? not a cultural staple, and because of the lax uh, food standards in America, they're nowhere near as wonderfully gluttonous over mm. here, the pancakes. So uh, I reckon... Were I a resident of the United States, I probably would have developed a similar addiction. Yes. Chris, would, would you agree? I get, I get pancakes once a year on Pancake Day. The, the difference between our uh, so British listeners and, I guess, uh, American listeners, and, well, overseas, international listeners, is that Brits, as a rule, we famously only eat pancakes once a year. On yeah. Pancake Day. The yeah. day of the pancake. Whereas Americans eat them on Pancake Day as well, but also... They have them for breakfast every yeah. morning, famously. Every, every American. Morning. All 150 million or whatever Americans, every morning. Pancakes. Yeah. Or waffles. Yes. Pancakes or waffles, or whereas we, we, we just have them famously once a year. And some of the, it's not right, is it, guys? No, but of course in America they have a waffle house. Yeah. And they have the international house of pancakes, the IHOP, which is referenced in this episode. Yeah. Whereas, what do we know? Oh, that's what that means! It is what that means. It's, it's nothing like it is in this episode. There's not loads of people in stereotypical, um, like, oh, national, yeah. national dress uh, yelling eat at you. <laughs> why, why, is it, why is it called the International House of Pancakes? I think just, just, just to give it some flair, really, I guess. Why not just call it the Pancake House? Why International? Because no... you've you already got the Waffle House, and then you've got the International House of Pancakes, and also... You've you got the House of Mouse as well. You've got the House of Mouse. You can abbreviate it. You've got the House of Pain, the Irish American Rap Group. <laughs> um, and you can abbreviate it to IHOP. And it sounds... Fu- it's a fun, fun abbreviation to IHOP. say. IHOP. Good. I always thought it was like a clothes in clothes outlet or something. The oh, IHOP. No, no, it's a. I used to think it was a motel, but then I realised, oh no, it's the International House of Pancakes. Huh. There's my learn something new for today. Bye. And hopefully you've learned something new as well about the IHOP and that it's not a clothing brand. But the fact that most people listening to us are from America means that. We, they, we just sound like fucking idiots. We're learning as we go along. Sorry, guys. correction. I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> We're learning as we go along, guys, aren't we? We're uh, realm building. We are realm building in our own minds, aren't we? Not for everyone else. We're realm building. The real realm building. Yeah, the, the America realm. <laughs> building uh, anyway, guys, enough of this uh, rambling madness. We might as well get into this pancake madness. In fairness, we have been somewhat on topic. And we have, and we've learned things. We've learned yeah, things. We, we, we provide a service. We do. We and do. whether you like it or not, it's tough. 
we're, yeah, we're, 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 the, we're the new BBC. Can't rely on them to educate you anymore. No. You got us. Yeah, we service ourselves. <laughs> we. Thank you. Um, and on that note, the episode opens on the upstairs landing where the Spellman gals are on their way to the Other Realm movies. Well, at least Sabrina and Zelda are, as Hilda is refused entry into the linen closet. Not very nice, is it? She, she says, oh, this is what it feels like to be a mime, doesn't she? Yeah. She's hitting the, uh, the the doorway and she's not allowed in. And there's a weird little, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a... Force field? Yeah, force field. That's yeah! A force field that looks a bit like a, a fly's eye. <laughs> yeah, a little, like... Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's hitting it in this, yeah, sort of force field is uh, is preventing her from getting in. And we mentioned it before, the movies... Um, they say the best thing about going to the other realm movies is that they go and see films before they're even made. And it's like, that's pretty cool. But then Zelda says, ha, those actors in the real world think they have free will. Yeah, so that they'll be seeing, like, probably, maybe, I wonder how far in advance they are. Are they mm. like the films of the early, early aughts that they're seeing? Are they seeing such future classics as Good Luck Chuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. we, we, we don't know. And But it made <laughs> me think, though, are they, when they, obviously referencing free will is in terms of you know, the, the actors in the real world happen to be these movies now of, you know, choice. Yeah. But are these actors, like, obligated? Are they contracted to start in these other realm movies because the witches are like, I want you for my film, so I'm having you? Or is it just that with the use of magic, they magically agree to do these movies and they're none the wiser? No, that's... Right, I've got it, I've got it. This is why, like, directors come and go off movies and actors get recast in sequels. It's because the witches weren't happy with their original performance. So, uh, for example, uh, Iron Man, 2008, it was Terrence Howard, and then he got recast as Don Cheadle because the witches weren't happy with his yeah. performance. Boom, that's what happens. I wonder how they feel about movies being made about witches. They would want films about witches to be misleading as to what witches are really like yeah. to, uh, you know, yeah. misdirect the mortals. So uh, I think they probably attach great importance to films about witches and making them good, making them convincing, but making them entirely inaccurate. The Wizard of Oz, Wicked Witch of the West, Wizard took of... some water on her, yeah, she's mel- dead. Melting, melting, what a world. Yeah. And that, that um, you know, Hot off the press, recent film in the uh, 1998 <laughs> is, uh, is, re- is referenced later in this episode. I know it's a classic, but this reference, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, uh, all three ladies think it's very strange that Hilda can't get through the linen closet, but they'll figure it out once the movie is finished. Sorry, Hilda. Speaking of sorry, we get a sorry title sequence, as always, and she's dressed as a, uh, as a cave girl. I think my dinosaur is double parked. She's going to get herself a Jurassic parking vine. That was fucking awful. And what made it worse was the delivery. Parking vine. You lost faith in it while you were delivering it. You did, didn't you? And if we're being accurate, it should have been a Cretaceous... Period parking fine. Okay. No humans in the Jurassic period. Yeah. Yeah. So completely inaccurate, mate. Yeah. Get your facts straight. <laughs> there we go. We're in the kitchen and Sabrina and Salem are discussing what to eat for breakfast. Sabrina zaps in some pancakes as they never have any in the house. But before that fork goes into her mouth, Hilda and Zelda yank it out and tell her she can never eat them. <gasps> it turns out that no spellman can eat them. One of the darker and more frightening family secrets. Is this one of the 
scariest things Hilda and Zelda have been worried about? Probably not. I mean, you know, with people's faces have come off. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, things that we found <laughs> we found scary. People had multiple ears on their heads. Oh God! I mean, somebody liking the food too much relative to that isn't that. Uh... In terms of how much it takes over Serena's life, in terms of how much it usually when magical things affect Sabrina in a way that she can't control and that she has to sort of go into the mortal realm, into school, um, you know, with these crazy things happening to her. They're very temporary. They're very mm. easily solved. This is like the longest, I think, or basically the entire episode. Yeah. She spends consumed by this like magical affliction, which isn't too different to non-magical addictions. This is the most constant peril. Yes, that Sabrina has been in, I think. Like, whole episode long, nothing she can do, completely transforms her personality. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like this before. And I would like to see what Hilda and Zelda's impression on, on drugs would have been, obviously, because this is their, their version of, of drugs. Well, it so would be, don't you read those posters? <laughs> yes. Uh, and we put those posters up for a reason, Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina thinks they're kidding, but they're deadly serious. One bite of a pancake and you'll be hooked for life. So with that, Zelda conjures up a really ugly incantation to prevent Sabrina from casting in any pancakes or any pancake batter. Yeah, it was bloody awful. I don't... The aforementioned Sabrina is... Where, where did that... What, this? Thing is, though, that's what the Quizmaster said. It doesn't have, have to be, to be pretty. pretty. Has to be right. Has to be accurate. So it's nice that his words are still echoing through the season, even if his his legs are not. Sabrina moans to Salem, who reminds her that by now she should really believe what her aunts tell her, no matter how silly it sounds. Who are you, and what have you done with our Salem? Most sensible thing Salem does. And I, I I think it boils down to the core message of the episode. Even even the guy who who messes everything up and pushes her to her limits and tells her to do the thing that she shouldn't be doing is going whoa 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 no yeah. I think when she's in serious danger Salem does sort of uh... name me one other time well when she was about to be turned into a cat when she's about to be turned into a cat when sparks were flying oh yeah oh yeah um, you know like yeah when, when, when there's something really really terrible is going to happen to Sabrina specifically because he does care about her yes uh, yeah. he, he, he does usually join in sort of the warnings mm-hmm. but uh, to, to actually get in there really early and say listen listen, I need to stop this before it even gets yeah. started and stuff it, you know, it's a different side to Salem and this is what I did uh, you know I did want to see from, uh, from the season anyway she thinks it's complete waffle <laughs> or rather pancake <laughs> and she shoves some said pancake into her mouth before leaving for school Salem for the good of Sabrina eats the evidence he does tasting in school and Harvey appears to be scoffing pancakes but he refuses to share any with Sabrina because it's the only decent breakfast he'll get this week because his mum is too pregnant barfing and yelling at his dad well one probably deserved it yes um, two actual uh, sort of consistency plot wise from uh, one episode to another that Harvey's mum is pregnant and that's going to be a running thing I was pleased yes. to uh, pleased to see that Sabrina tries to pry some pancake off his tray since when did you become such a pancake fiend he finishes up and throws the trash in the bin. However, that doesn't stop Sabs licking the remnants of them out of the bin bag, just as Libby walks by. And what does Libby say? She says, Ew! We've not had a good, Ew! for a while. So, and it, is, and it was a very good, 
Ew. It was very legit as well. It was yeah. like Sabrina's eating out out of the garbage. Like, yeah. That is that is disgusting. Do you reckon they even told her and they just went, "No, Libby, you just need to walk around that corner and react." <laughs> just, Ew. <laughs> Ew. She then assaults a bloke she believes has pancakes on him. Following that, she refuses to believe that she has a problem. We then see a brand new school poster, boys, and this one... Oh, I completely missed it. It was a bit wordy, but it, it got me. Got me where it needed to. Oh. A smile happens quickly, but is remembered for a long time. Oh. That's nice. Oh, that's real nice. That's real nice. I think if smiles are remembered for a long time, it's because the smile was inappropriate. <laughs> smiles, when smiles are expected, don't tend to get remembered. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Although, a couple of weeks back, because there's still people in work that I don't know, um, just do it, going about my day, and someone that you know you don't you don't really recognise, mm-hmm. I, I sort of gave a smile to, and then later on ran into her, and she was like, "Thank you very much for smiling. Not many people smile in this place, Ooh. so you are right." Yeah. And it was my smile as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you if you. Ask her in about six months' time, go, do you remember that time I smiled at you? And if she says yes... No, that's too creepy, that, mate. <laughs> that is do, you remember, do you remember that time I smiled at you? If you've never spoken to her in the six months' yeah. time to read that's very creepy. That's weird. That's just straight up weird. She'll fucking remember me then. <laughs> yeah, she will. Yeah, and we'll remember your smile from that mugshot taken shortly afterwards. <laughs> you don't smile in a mugshot. <laughs> you would. And then it'd be remembered. <laughs> yeah, there we, there we go. Inappropriate moment do, to smile. Do, do you remember that bloke that smiled for his mugshot? Thought it was a fucking photo shoot. <laughs> Back home and Zelda still can't find out why Hilda was refused into the other realm. She thinks it could be the plate in her head, but sadly it isn't, as Andrews from the other realm immigration arrives to inspect reports of some illegal inhabiting... <gasps> so two things there She's Hilda's got a plate in her head from what? she doesn't divulge but she thinks it could be a reason for the problem does that mean that the door to the living closet acts like a metal detector and she thinks that's why it's not letting her in I don't know <laughs> also why does she have a plate in her head? did Zelda do an experiment on her which is why she's a serial killer now? maybe or maybe the family of one of her victims attempted Attempted a retribution, and that's, that's how it happened. But yeah, as well. So Andrews, he's from the other Elm Immigration Service, and he's here to check on if someone's filled in the proper paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> the proper paperwork. That was no, you didn't provide the proper paperwork. You didn't provide the proper paperwork. Very, very brief uh, appearance by this man. Don't know who he is. Don't, don't need to. <laughs> don't need to know who he is. But I enjoyed. I enjoyed the alliteration. Yeah, yeah. it did. It, it worked well. It worked well. It was alliteration happens quickly but she remembered for a long time. <laughs> and I'm sure this will as well. Uh, yeah, so they, they've got reports that someone has been living in the mortal realm illegally. Also, he's got a member of the, the witch police with him. And fuck the witch police! Fuck them! <laughs> but, it seems like they always have, like, cycle helmets on. They At do, all yeah. times, that's, that's like part of the witch police uniform. So yeah, that was that was, that was interesting. It's probably well, it's probably insurance because we we heard him in, in uh, one of the other episodes. The witch police again, fuck him, appeared in that they like to shoot witches out of the sky, don't they? So I think it's just insu- it's probably part of their insurance. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's because they're always expecting it to kick off because they make it kick off because they're so aggressive. Fuck the witch police. Fuck the witch police. And that's why they all have to wear helmets because they have to be ready to start the fight. Yeah. 
He conducts a field immigration test, a sentence that has to be read out aloud. We went out and about again and again in our Ford Falcon. Very easy. Graham, would you like to have a go? We went out and about and and again and again in our Ford Falcon. Excellent. Well done, Chris. We went out and about again and again in our Ford Falcon. Fabulous. So we've got the right to live here, which is nice to know. Zelda nails it, obviously, speaking in God's perfect tongue. However, yep, you've guessed it. Hilda fails and gets arrested for not filling in the appropriate paperwork. How does she say it, though? She says, we went oot and a boot. Again and again. Again and again. It was in her third falcon. In her third falcon. In her a boot, again and again, in her third falcon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she probably they probably thought she was just drunk, so that's why they were like, yeah, you can't, you can't live here. But, um, obviously, a lot of that pronunciation, particularly the oot and a boot, uh, is what them... them the Canucks say, yeah, isn't it? Them, nor- them north of the border, of which Caroline Ray is one. Yes, um, so it's nice. Again, another another little dig. Yeah. Yeah, we, we seem to get at least one per season. We get. It, it's one of those things where there is uh, there are many TV shows, many films, many uh, arenas in which people take the piss out of Canadians. But it's always the same. It's always the yeah. same one. It's always a boot. I mean, I mean, you if... Know? I mean, you know, you don't fix what's not broken. So, you know, if, you, if your prejudice and racism is on point, then why why make amendments to it? Zelda says, you know, why didn't you do it? You've been living here for 200 years. And she said, I was being distracted by... Um, Trying to keep Benjamin Franklin's hands off me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sex pest. Yeah, obsessed oh. with both kinds of wood there. Yeah. What? what? Well, she says, I was chopping wood... And stopping Benjamin and Franklin. keeping from... Benjamin Franklin. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And so, Benjamin Franklin. Trees and his penis is what yeah. I was referring to. Yeah, okay. And this is a guy they wouldn't let write on the uh, Constitution because they were already put innuendos in it. So, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, does make sense. Uh, and Zelda just says she'll uh, she'll not only help, but she'll at least FedEx the uh, a, a Canadian flap hat. Didn't Benjamin Franklin have syphilis? Probably a lot of people did back then. Okay. C- can that cause a plate to be put in someone's head? Could that lead to? Uh... Well, if it's, it can lead to death. It can, yeah, it can lead to death, mate. I mean, it's... especially back then. I know we're treating syphilis. That's it. Yeah, because it manifests in the brain. So maybe a bit of a brain fell off, and that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I held down Came to out get a plate. One. Came out for real one day. <laughs> I know that to get a plate, so uh, Hilda's got a plate in her head because she caught syphilis off Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving on. In class, and it's a big welcome to Series 3 return for Mrs. Quick. Hey! You do. Yeah. You do. You do. New hairdo. Different new hair. do, yes. She's part of the hair-raising cast. Yes. with the new do. And, uh, yeah, she had a great season two. Hopefully we'll see more of her because she was a great addition to the cast. So, uh, yeah, welcome back, Mrs. Quick. Sabrina is trying to lick syrup from Harvey's fingers and the lack of pancake is making her go a little gaga. Mrs. Quick asks the students for ideas on the next big school fundraiser. Sabrina shouts out the word, PANCAKES! Mrs. Quick wonders if she means hosting a big pancake breakfast, which just causes Sabrina to shout like a maniac. No, 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 I, I wouldn't want to have breakfast with those soft, flaky, fluffy, buttery, melt-in-your-mouth. Do you have any? So she's going a little bit mental, boys. Yeah. And at this point, 
I thought, okay, so she's going to be a bit pancake crazy for a while. Maybe it'll just be this scene. But no, like this, this is this is just the yeah. beginning. Yeah, just the beginning. So this bit is it's still quite comedic, isn't it? So it's still like she's shouting. Yeah, uh, Melissa John Hart as well. She said, you know, as we mentioned last week, this is one of her favorite episodes, if not her favorite episode. Oh, that's from the series run. Um, and you can start to see why she's having a lot of fun. She's putting some really great facial expressions. Yeah. I think she likes being a little unhinged, comedic, unhinged. Yeah. Like, and to be fair, she doesn't like she's having a great time yeah. in this episode, even though her character is having the worst time. She's yeah. Shouting, she's gurning, she's sort of shifting, yeah. she's fidgeting. Yeah. yeah, so she's she's having a lot of fun in this one. I don't know, I'll say, guess that's why it's fondly remembered. An episode <laughs> of Sabrina happens quickly. But he's remembered, remembered for a, for a long, long time. time. <laughs> Jesus, okay, Christ, here we go. <laughs> Back home and Zelda receives a stressful call from Hilda in Other Realm Canada, which just looks like a rough western backwards state with bar fights and slavery. It really confused me now, <laughs> the Other Realm. I thought it was like in the clouds, we've got different things, but it, it, all the areas that we've seen so far have been reasonable, pleasant, yeah. and now it's fucking the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Yeah, we've got like a, yeah, there's a, there's a clearly a wintry wintry hinterland <laughs> of the other realm yeah where I mean yeah, it's, it's like um, where, where are they called in Canada the fucking up there place but fuck nowhere no uh, like Saskatchewan and the Yukon and all yes, them places yeah. where they, they, they'd just peak guys chopping down trees and getting drunk and uh, she's on a like an old fashioned telephone mm-hmm. where you got like the, the the listening bit because obviously in Canada they're all backwards aren't they yeah, that's what we're led to believe comes off the wall and you have to oh. speak into the wall mounted uh, microphone and then you've got famous Canadians on the wall most notably William Shatner um, later on we see that they, they do have television but yes. they only watch hockey mm-hmm. uh, so yeah very much uh, stereotype uh, I'm not saying it's not funny but running to the ground yeah I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, 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 yeah. fair yeah, yeah 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 like I said, up until then, after Chris, you touched on it, up until then, we believed the other uh, the other realm was just this magical sort of like heaven kind of place. We were told it was in space. Yeah. And we've we, seen... Um, we've yeah. had the, the tropical layout. Mm-hmm. We've had the court layout. <laughs> layout. <laughs> tropical. We've had uh, the court... The court layout, we've had um, the posh do layout where mm-hmm. you can see Earth. It's all been quite pleasant and yeah. nice. And speaking of pleasant, the Pleasure Dome. Yeah. The Pleasure that Dome. The most pleasant place. Yeah. The most pleasant place in the other realm. Yeah. The Pleasure Dome. But now we're getting the idea that maybe the other realm is like another dimension and they've got the same sort of globe as us in a way, but theirs is magical. So they've got a magical realm that that's like our Canada. They've got a magical realm that's like our America. They've got another realm that's probably like a magical UK. We're, we're getting to see two different sides, the the outer space or the worldly area, and then just, yeah, this this Canada sort of side. So, yeah, yeah maybe we'll get to see the other realm develop as the show uh, progresses. That'd be good. Oh, Hilda Glass is a potential predator and cries for help. Yeah, she does. I wonder if she did that to Ben Franklin. <laughs> she should have done. In the kitchen, and a raving mad lunatic called Sabrina is raiding every cupboard in there for anything remotely like pancakes, like maple-cured ham, or a maple-syrup-laced apple. She leaves Zelda to fill out Hilda's paperwork, paperwork and watches TV to take her mind off pancakes. However, she stumbles upon a cop drama about a rogue police officer who eats pancakes on the job, a documentary about military general Erwin Rommel deciding between his love for Hitler or pancakes, <laughs> And finally, Loveline, a romantic call-in show where a lunatic pancake fanatic on the phone shouts down the phone. Yes. 
So again, as we were saying, this is it's all about pancakes in Sabrina's world, but this can, you know, if we take on influencing people with cigarettes, alcohol, it's, you know, cop dramas of people smoking and drinking on the job yeah. or... Yeah, it's uh, an interesting bit of a meta-commentary, this, yeah. isn't it? That, yeah. uh, you know, no, no wonder addictions to these things uh, happen because they are glamorised by, uh, by the media. Yeah, and again, it's a very cool, funny, but yeah. also very poignant, is that the word? Poignant, poignant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well done, you. Thank you. Yeah. I did mispronounce it, <laughs> and I, ma- I used it correctly in the right context. Yeah. It's the midnight hour, and Arrest of Salem heads into the kitchen where he finds Sabrina making pancake batter by hand. He calls her out as an addict, and when she tries to mop, a, mop up... Ugh. He calls out... Ugh. You... You manage poignant, but you can't say mop. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her out as an addict, and when she tries to mop up her dropped batch, she breaks down and begs for help. With help from the laptop, Salem and Serena try to make a syrup that'll taste so awful she'll eventually wean herself off of pancakes. So before he can be strangled to death, they crack on with making it. And Sabrina is uh, is basically choking out with Salem. <laughs> Uh, and he says, um, you're crushing my Adam's apple. Yes, he does. Question. Do cats have Adam's apples? Hmm. Well, I think, Chris, it's about time we... Google, Google for, for fuck's sake. While you wait for us to Google for fuck's sake, how about heading to iTunes and leaving us a wonderful review of the show? And if you like it, we'll Google for fuck's sake more often for fuck's sake. Live update. When you put do cats into Google, the uh, top uh, five predictions are do cats fart? <laughs> yes. Well, if they've got an arsehole, yes. Yeah. Do cats sweat? Oh. Do cats have periods? Oh. Do cats dream? And do cats get hay fever? And when you put do cats have, it's do cats have periods? Do cats have nine lives? Do cats have baby teeth? <laughs> do cats have feelings? Oh. And do cats do cats have lips? Fuck! <laughs> 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 like that. Well, sort of really wants to kiss a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we have we have a, a result. We have <gasps> uh, an explanation. The results are this in. This is from the uh, reputable. Uh, Pet website, pets.thenest.com. Okay. As with humans, this is about cat calls. Okay. As with humans, both male and female cats have this feature. Also, as with humans, male cats tend to be larger than females and yeah. have pronounced larynges. Mm-hmm. This is why some male cats look like they have prominent Adam's apples. It's because they do. Wow. So, yeah. so there, there we are. Go. That's this week's Google for fuck's sake. In the canteen, and Sabrina arrives with her very own syrup, which unfortunately is in the same decanter as the school's supply of syrup. Harvey gets Sabrina a massive stack, and before she can pour syrup from that all-too-similar decanter, she notices it's been collected by the school cook. We weren't introduced to this cook, so I wanted to know if she had an equally as sort of rank name. Yeah. Like Mrs. Analrupture. <laughs> for instance. She hears cries. (laughs) (laughs) 
She hears cries from Libby about how awful her pancakes are, so Sabrina has a bite of hers. But the vile taste isn't from the magical syrup, no, no, no. Just the healthy blueberries that Libby doesn't like. So Sabrina inhales several dozen pancakes and creating you laugh during the entire uh, sequence of this. Cause... Yes, because the film's sped up and she's going round and she's... Obviously, not really scoffing all these pancakes. Yeah. She's go- just making like <laughs> scooping motions, like shoveling motions with her hands, and she's shouting and she's screaming. And the whole thing of where her syrups got mixed up with everybody else's syrup, and she's panicking and watching them all go off the tray. It's just, yeah, it's just such a great, just manic, like slapstick almost comedy. Loved it. Yeah, it I was think, very, very fun. It was very fun, and it was actually really quite well done because you've got so many extras in that shot as well. And obviously, to speed up the film, they've got to move really slowly. And other than, I think, one cheerleader in the bottom right corner of the screen, they did really well. And then and then it's topped off by that one last shot as she raises the pancakes up as if talking to Yorick. And then magically, they all just fly into her mouth yeah. like fluffy discs smothered in maple syrup sliding down her gullet her stomach had the right shag levelled into it to suck up all those pancakes Um, the Yorick was referring to there of course is the lad in the Venger Boys who dressed like a sailor (laughs) now you don't need to google do you We're back home where we find Zelda just finishing up that paperwork for Hilda. She then passes it to the Pony Express delivery man. Uh, it was just a cowboy on a wooden horse. Yeah, yeah it was a, Come on, mate. It wasn't a wooden horse. It was a it was a plush horse head on a stick. Okay. I had one of those. I had one of those. And no word of a lie, there are competitions mm. for that. I can't remember where. I think Scandinavia somewhere. It's either Scandinavia or an island. I'm not sure. Where people fucking gallop around on these horse stick head things and it's just a race just you've no, got no, no. A... it's like a show you know like oh, right. you know like um it, uh, like dressage yeah there's wow. there's a dressage thing there's jumps there's leaps there's courses that they run and maybe there's a race it's fucking insane but it exists i can't remember what it's called Fucking yes. Well, I've, I've I talked about seeing people play Quidditch on Boston Common before. <laughs> no? I no. saw people playing Quidditch on Boston Common, literally people just running around with a broom between their legs, throwing a ball. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I can totally believe that there is an entire uh, wooden horse equestrian... Uh, Dressage competition. Yeah, fraternity. I can, I can fully believe that. People are weird. Hmm? The response is delivered instantly, which says they'll mull her request over between five to ten working years. Oh. Fucking hell, the witches' council, man. Slow, aren't they? Don't, don't need so to be. Slow. Don't need to hurry on people. Live hundreds of years. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is true. true. Yeah. Salem says they'll just get used to not having uh, Helga around. Yeah, nice little joke. I like that. She decides to go help out herself, but before she can leave, Sabrina cries from the front door, unable to get through thanks to her now massive size. Yeah, she. So, and, uh, before before we saw this scene. Chris, you said, thank God she's got sweatpants on because she's going to need them. And it looks like she did need them. Yep. Because she was massive. Huge. That elasticated waist uh, really came in handy, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We get a return visit from Dr. Brickman. Yay! Who looks devastated about not having any breasts to stare at. He uses a magic pin to make Sabrina fart out all of her extra mass and return to normal size. Nice little uh, sort of compression effect. Just like, just like, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Wayne Knight in Space, Space Jam. Jam. Yes. 
How many references to Space Jam have we made in this podcast? We're about four now. Uh, yeah, and they're all from me because it's the only <laughs> film I've seen. <laughs> that and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And Hocus Pocus. Um, and Hocus Pocus now, yes. Yeah. So wait, are we saying Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Space Jam? Same universe. Well, I mean, if you know, Space Jam is is well regarded as one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah, I mean... So I would have thought that would have breached into even the fictional realm. Yeah. So I bet, bet they acknowledge that Space Jam is is an Oscar-worthy movie. Yeah. Maybe, well, they the witches clearly made it. Yeah, like, they did. What, yeah, what, they what did, movie yeah. are we going to watch yeah. today? Ooh, let, let's watch the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan play basketball. And Michael yeah. Jordan is name-checked in this episode uh, later on as he well. He is, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Same universe. Yeah, so Sorry. we have to we have the witches to thank for Space Jam, don't we? Yes. Yes. Thank you, witches. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For giving me a film I didn't know I needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dr. Brickman, yeah, he, uh, he makes her explode and she returns to normal size, which is nice. Zelda heads to the northern other realm while Sabrina spends the next 12 minutes trying to remain distracted from her pancake cravings. Also, this marks the the third and final appearance of Dr. Brickman. Oh, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy him and his talking like a middle-aged man whilst being a child. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, do you think it might get old? Because he appears so sparingly, it doesn't. Yeah. So I, I would have liked him being someone who just shows up every so often. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would, one more it, episode. I could have done with one more episode yeah. with him in. Because he's just, he's brilliant. Yeah. But it was just nice, it was just kids these days. Yeah. And he says like... Well, I had, I had to give up red meat, you know, the old ticker. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. This little seven-year-old kid talking about his cholesterol. Very funny. <laughs> In magical Canada, and an old man is trying to beckon Hilda into his life. Who, However, Zelda arrives just in time to try and sneak her over the border. This uh, man, Jeremy Corbyn's delinquent um, <laughs> older brother. <laughs> Back home and Sabrina crosses the border into pure madness when she dreams a musical number where she's been serenaded by her classmates and tons and tons of pancakes. The answer to the riddle is pancakes on the griddle. Yes. You don't cook pancakes on a griddle I don't know what a griddle is <laughs> a, a griddle mate it, this is Chris for fuck's sake yeah right um, so you know you, you so you know a grill pan you know you can yeah. grill yeah uh, under the grill yeah. yeah and you know you've got a frying pan yeah. and you can fry shit it's a cross between the two so it's a frying pan with ridges oh okay yeah and you can just fry stuff on it but if you put a pancake on that it will come out with all bumps don't griddle pancakes well i mean it says it says the answer to the riddle is pancakes on the griddle maybe the question the riddle was how do you make the world shittest pancake (laughs) (laughs) if pancakes on the griddle is the answer what is the question (laughs) um, how do you make a really rigid pancake this um tune yeah they're singing is uh, Fat Sam's grandson from Bugsy Malone, but with bits changed, so it's not um, it's not quite the same. <laughs> I, re- I recognised yeah. it. I was thinking, what, yeah. what do I know this from? Yeah, it is like yeah. Fat Sam's Grand Slam. Yeah. yeah. The things that obviously they've got a lot of extras in this scene because you know you've got a lot of people singing and dancing and serenading and twirling and doing all sorts of pancakes. But it's a shame that not all of them know the few lines that they've got to sing, yeah. and you can see them hitting their markers. <laughs> yeah. There's one dude who's looking casually to the side, just with his eyes, not moving his head, just singing, just moving his mouth up and down, and then he kind of stops when he sees where he's got to stand. <laughs> just, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, there are some people giving it all. Nate Richard giving it all, sliding on his knees. He does, yeah. And uh, well, there are some people who just couldn't care. But I think the lack of enthusiasm from some people maybe adds to the nightmare quality of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's but true. But no, mate, you've got you got to bear in mind of how how this how this would have been filmed, and it would have more or less been filmed in somewhat silence with the music being played in over. Yes. You know, and then obviously they'd record the them singing a later date. Mm-hmm. To, so you know those people well, an just, early date an, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah sorry an early date yeah you are correct uh, and therefore the people who are just moving their mouths clearly just even though they've been filming the same thing over and over and over with the music being played in with the same line being on repeat just shows how fucking lazy they are <laughs> that they couldn't even try and mime or sing along slightly bloody gum flappers <laughs> yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what they are Graham. Gum, gum, flappers. gum flappers you gum flapper I mean a poor performance happens quickly but it's remembered for a long time <laughs> she wakes up horrified to find Salem inside a giant pile of pancakes yeah like his body is pancakes <laughs> yeah. with his head sticking out the top and, and his butter tail sticking on, out the bottom butter on the top going <laughs> what, yeah, want some pancakes Sabrina <laughs> <laughs> but then I wasn't too sure I mean it turns out that this is another dream it's like Inception it's another dream she's it's having it's a dream within a dream but I also would have thought it's probably real life because Salem is a jackass <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so she yeah, she wakes up horrified and she finds uh, Mrs. Mapleton, uh, who is a huge syrup dispenser woman hybrid, who promises her good times at the touch of her handle. Where does she go? The International House of Pancakes. Yeah, which is not a clothing brand, Chris, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a pancake house. Yeah. Uh, nice little fact. Uh, Mrs. Mapleton, it's their Ertzak's version of Mrs. Butterworth. Ah, yes. Oh, right. yes, yeah. of course. Yes, yeah. copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Mapleton yeah. instead. Uh, so he takes her to the International Pancake House, where she tries to convince her that pancakes are everything. Pancakes don't upset or betray you. They're always there for you, smelling and tasting wonderful. Sabina tries to fight the urges by saying pancakes will get in the way of her friends and family, but Mrs. Mapleton tries to change her mind. God, she's a fucking drug pusher. She is, yeah. She's she a looks, drug dealer. She looks so sweet. She's called Mrs. Mapleton. If I ran into her on the street, well, I'd have a couple of questions. But, <laughs> 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 but she seems so nice she and does. so lovely. Yet she's trying to push those evil discs onto Sabrina. As, as we alluded to before, uh, rather than just being a regular diner, which I think is what the IHOP really mm-hmm. is, it's uh, it's got got national flags everywhere, yeah. and there's all these people from all over the world in uh, yeah. stereotypical garb to the point of it being kind of casually racist, yeah. and um, they're all crowding around. Uh, there's Mexicans, isn't there? There's Indians. Yeah. The, the, yeah, there's Mexicans in a sombrero. There's an Austrian in lederhosen. Indians in full dress. Yes. Um, there was a whole whole cascade of them, yeah. actually. And they, they, all... they even had the Welsh flag they on the did. table. It's your favourite flag, Chris, it's isn't it? It's not my favourite flag. I'm just I'm just very impressed that they, they even had the Welsh flag <laughs> in America. Uh, yeah, as, as, as we've said before, when Zelda was talking about her mining days, yeah. it's always surprising when Americans acknowledge the existence of Wales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Due to not having any sort of stereotypes that are known outside of the UK, <laughs> other than yeah. not, other than miners, I guess yeah. it turns out. But I didn't know they even knew about that. Yeah, um, it yeah it doesn't hasn't really um, integrated itself into American public culture the way that England and Scotland and Ireland mm-hmm. have. 
Uh, we return to the frozen mountains of the northern other realm, where Hilda and Zelda are about to cross the border, but they're confronted by a Mountie who says that they must answer three questions first to prove that they live in the mortal realm. A confident Zelda fails at every question because they're all about trashy celebs and sports, and because of that, Hilda gets them all right and walks free, leaving Zelda to remain in magical Canada. Because she doesn't know the names of the Hansen brothers. The Hansen brothers, um, Barbara Streisand's latest husband. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she just says, who is the... And she goes, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he says, sports, who is the... Yeah. And because it's the mid-90s in America and sports, obviously the answer is Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's always Michael Jordan. It is always Michael Jordan. Back in the pancake house, and Sabrina is almost drowned in dozens of plates, but she's woken up by Hilda, as it was all just a crazy hallucination. Yeesh. Hilda puts a plate of pancakes in front of Sabrina and she heroically declines them, much to her delight and disappointment. But as as uh, as she is waking up, what does she say? She goes, There's, there's no, no place, place like, like home. home. There's, there's no place like home. I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean... <laughs> be original, guys. Be original. I mean, there is, there's things... There's times when you kind of don't expect a Wizard of Oz reference, so it kind of works, like... Uh, in uh, The Simpsons, when Homer has to guard the sugar and it starts melting, and he goes, oh, what a world, and that sort of thing, that's fine. Uh, or maybe it's an obscure Wizard of Oz reference, like not something that somebody says all the time, but if a character's having a dream, and then they, they're going, there's no place like home when they're waking up. The Wizard of Oz was released in 1939. <laughs> it is almost 60 years old at the time that the Sabrina episode is being made. You can do better. <laughs> when Sabrina's sat in front of the pancakes and she declines them, she does state that it's the first step on a long journey. Yes. It's a 12-step yeah. program, if I remember correctly. So she knows that she is always... It's that it's idea, isn't it? It's like an alcoholic is always an alcoholic. Yeah, They're just not drinking. Mm -hmm. So she's a pancake fiend. She will always be a pancake fiend, but she'll never have another pancake. And she says they're running a support group uh, at Howard Johnson, which is like a, a budget hotel, so like, yeah. like a hotel function room kind of place where AA meetings and things yeah. are. So, uh, yeah. Just yeah. saying, mate. And it's a, it's a bit of a scary thing for witches, actually, because it seems like addiction, a very real problem with... It's obviously clearly a very real problem amongst uh, witches as well as mortals. Can't be resolved through magic. It can only be resolved through discipline and personal sort of restraint and yeah. and learning and stuff. So, yeah, no wonder Hilda and Zelda were very sort of quite scared about this because it's not something they can go, zing, there we go, you're not addicted anymore. Yeah. It's like, you can only do this by yourself. And just like most real life addictions, it is horrible Yeah, for Sabrina. Like, it is, is genuinely one of the most... Uh, distressing times in her life that mm. we've seen, right? mm. and and the only the only way she can get out of this sort of hole is by doing it herself. Yeah, yeah. So very very real. Mm. It's a lot darker than we thought. Upstairs, and Zelda returns from magical Canada, where she didn't escape, but rather thrown out for being too sophisticated. She turned off the ice hockey and put Swan Lake on, and yeah. they yeah. threw trash at her. And, so those, and as Canadians as we know, those cultureless bastards. Yeah, yeah, uh, what they, bastards. Yeah, they, they kicked her out. Serena is thrilled that everything is back to normal. However, it appears that she has gone insane because Mrs. Mapleton still walks the halls, but she isn't really there. Yeah, things aren't okay yet. <laughs> yeah, she's still seeing things. Yeah, she might have said no to today's pancakes. But tomorrow's pancakes. But the, this is this is something that people often miss um, 
misunderstand about addiction. It's not something you can just overcome and that's it, you're done, you're not an addict anymore. Mm. The temptation will always be there. There's always a chance you relapse, you probably will. It's just you, if you relapse, you know the steps to take to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a part of your life, it doesn't become an addiction again. Yeah. Uh, you will go off the wagon from time to time. It's just the way it is. Both people who are suffering from it and people who are judging people for being addicts mm-hmm. is that, yeah, you never completely get rid of it. So You might yeah. say an addiction happens quickly. But it's remembered. But for a long, long time. time. Well, there we go. That was episode five, Pancake Madness. There was a bit of madness, but there was also a little bit of goodness. Yeah. Boys, what do you think? I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good like you wouldn't want every episode to be this intense and manic but it was seeing as we have sort of slowed down a little and got a bit more um measured you know it was, if this if if this episode happened in the middle of season two when every episode was this crazy off the wall mm-hmm. rapid fire i probably wouldn't have liked it uh, yeah i'd probably agree with you there yeah but coming now i i, re- I really enjoyed it as a, as a standalone just veer off in a very zany, intense, but also kind of dark direction. Mm-hmm. It was a very smart episode. Yes. Uh, Chris, do you agree? Do you think it was a very smart but very funny episode? Well, yeah. I mean, it ticked a fucking fuck ton of boxes about, um, like, after-school special, uh, how do we communicate addiction to children, how do we make them show it's not not safe and not good, uh, how do, how can we talk about political issues on immigration? How can we take the piss out of Canada again? You know, it, it, it ticked a, a, a lot of boxes and it did it in a way that you were like, oh yeah, they've just done that. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't sort of, this is what we're doing. Yeah, but yeah, really good, really well put together. And we, re- we, we commended the writing team at the end of season two saying that, you know, it's episodes like this which show just how talented all these people that yeah. make the show are. There might be a lot of writers, might be a lot of producers, a lot of people who uh, oversee the show, but they all have a good grasp on what the show is about yeah. and they know how to write good TV. Sheldon Bull, incidentally, the writer of this episode. Uh, but yeah, a very, very good episode. Very, a, a very silly, but still very heartfelt and genuine interpretation of a very dark subject, which does need to get pointed out across yeah. to kids and families as such you know don't mm. forget um, in America this is in the UK this was being watched by children mainly on Saturday morning but this was going out on a Friday night so maybe yeah. there's family members that are maybe drinking problems smoking problems and they're watching this going wow I never thought a family sitcom about pancakes would get me to say no to drugs or indeed would help explain my problems to my kids in exactly. a way that I didn't think to explain. Is, is the other thing as well. Because that's the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a show about saying no. It was about the ramifications of yeah. if mm-hmm. you said yes. Yeah. Which I think is it, risky, but worked wonders. Yeah. About I think that. I think sometimes that can be better rather than doing an episode where someone says no. Yeah. Have an episode where someone says yes, and you see the consequences of their actions how much stress and strain and and horror it puts on their lives, how it affects people around them, and at the end ultimately thinking, well, I'm the only one who can help myself out, so best get busy. It's like when Jesse was taking heroin in Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. saw what happened there, and was like, yeah, we're gonna do heroin now. And I've not touched it since. No, No, neither have I. (laughs) So it does work, guys. It does work, it does work. Uh, Speaking of work, 
did this episode work as a whole? Obviously, uh, we're all the uh, rank masters as of season three, as we now grade each of our episodes in a manner of four different ways. Magic, wit, creativity, and progression. Uh, so, boys, first of all, uh, Graham, hit me up with the magic. How did this work Magic? For you? Well, as we were just discussing, this is an episode where we find something that magic cannot solve. Yeah. Um, addiction is addiction, uh, regardless of uh, what um, what magic you throw at it. So, uh, not too much magic in this episode. I mean... There, there was the incantation. The incantation. We had, obviously, the, the force field stopping Hilda getting, uh, getting through. But, yeah... And in other realm Canada, not much magic happens either. Mm-hmm. It's the least magical part of the magic realm, seemingly. So yeah, this was a pretty pretty low one for for magic. I'd, I'd probably two. Two yeah. is pushing that, it. That's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty low for mm. a, a magic show. Yeah, only okay. four bits of magic in twenty five minutes. So two for magic. Hopefully the uh, the rest of them can bolster it up a bit. Uh, Chris, uh, wit. Yeah, was, it was wit. Was this uh, was this show? Uh, so yeah, well, well written was it with the, with the characters given enough to do. So yeah, what was the humour like in this? So uh, pretty much from the off, from the scary sort of his oh, it's one of the darkest family secrets. You set up straight from the off, and you know where everything's going. You've got Salem there. You're having a laugh. It works well. Then we've got Sabrina in school. When she's in school, she's getting all antsy. So in terms of like. That side of things that have the cast got enough to do, especially with the little wonderful sing along number. Mm-hmm. Fucking yes, mate. Yeah. I'd say four. I'd say, I think four. I'd say awesome. four. I'd be happy with a four. Four for. Wait, what about creativity? Um, I think it's an extremely creative yeah. episode, you know, drawing the parallels, you know, using pancakes as an addiction parable in a kid's sitcom. Very clever. Um, the um, idea of. I don't think all the realm Canada is necessarily very creative, but mm. um, I think the whole uh, idea of of there being like a, a citizenship test and yeah. everything yeah. that was quite smart. And again, back to the the dream sequence uh, was just just incredibly creative. Like putting that song together, even I know, <laughs> yeah. I know we're saying like tune wise, it's a rip off of Bugs and Malone and whatever, and but it was one line. And it, <laughs> yeah, but it was <laughs> it was catchy. Yeah, it was it was, it was catchy. Um, I think yeah, I think this episode was brimming with creativity. I might even say five. I I think I'd say five. I think because of the topic it covered and the way it did it. And uh, finally, progression. Did it progress the story? I I don't think it progressed anything apart from that we learned that is a very vulnerable and very real side to witches. So I think so. Making in some ways the witches seem a bit more human. I think it progresses that. But rather than the story arc, I think what it's done is it's progressed our, uh, particularly mine anyway, the, the enthusiasm for the show. That, yeah. fair enough, this was, again, the fifth episode in and still nothing about the family secrets. Well, pancake addiction is a family secret, so. So, it, technically, yeah, it is a, yeah. is a But is it, is it not the, the big. Yeah, but A. The story, yeah, the story arc family secret. However, I think it progressed the fact that I'm like, well, this was such a, an incredibly well written show. I cannot wait for the next one. Yeah. So I think yeah. in terms of it, it progressed and bolstered my enthusiasm for this show. So I think it progressed uh, me personally opposed to the show. Uh, I've progressed as a human being after watching it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know now. I I now know the ramifications of addiction. Yeah. I know to say no to pancakes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. I I would say it's just, I think four. Four. Just just hit. Okay. Four, so say. fifteen 
15. Out of 20, so... Uh... Very much a B, a B episode, this one, isn't it? Episode 6, do you reckon this can do the same? Boys, no. it's called Good Will Haunting. Good Will Hunting is a film that was... Good the, film. It's, well, there's a breakthrough for uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Mm. Robin Williams was in it too, but I've not seen it. So I don't fully know what it's about. It's not your fault. That's why, Yeah, that comes from that, doesn't it? It's yeah. not your fault. So, Graham, do you think this episode of Sabrina is about the events that unfold in Good Will Hunting? Or do you think it's just a clever Halloween-y use of the title? I reckon so. Perhaps there is something relating to goodwill in there. Okay. Maybe witches on Halloween go round providing a, a scare, some Halloween fun for, for needy people. Okay. Maybe that's what this is about. That kind of goodwill. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm i thinking um, a, a kid called Will gets turned into a ghost and starts doing charity work. Okay, <laughs> that's that's very good. That is yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, no. This episode is just a use of the title, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, just like a river of candy corn runs through it. I guess our last Halloween episode. I have seen a river runs through it. Now, <laughs> okay. since, okay. since yeah. then, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, um, any 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 similarities? Literally not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, episode six, Goodwill Haunting. Hilda and Zelda attend a party in an insane asylum, while Sabrina and her friends are terrorised by an evil, possessed doll. Called Will? No, not <laughs> not called Will. Unfortunately, called Molly. Molly. Okay. Nothing to do with that. Uh, that very good film. So join us next week for our Halloween spooktacular of Good Will Haunting. Will it be better than the uh, the last year's Halloween episode? We'll find out. Uh, well, well, no. The last year's Halloween episode was fucking talking furniture. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it'll get any better than that. No. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much from me, Phil Dean, for listening. I hope you very much enjoyed it, wherever you've been. And I thought are. he just thanked himself then. Well, I do first. <laughs> and then <laughs> Thank I you to... very much, Phil Dean. No, thank you, <laughs> Phil Dean. Thank you, Phil Dean. I've enjoyed myself. Uh, that uh, gobby bastard there is, uh, is Chris Evans. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks, Phil. And the other one that remained quiet and well-behaved over there was Graham Riley. Thank you very much, Graham. I'm just thinking about kissing a cat and its lips. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say? A kiss happens quickly, but is remembered forever. Especially when it's a man kissing a cat. (laughs) 